with all the uncertainty in the real estate market, is it time to own? Well, great news is, as you stay tuned, I'm going to unpack with my guest, Wes, whether it really makes sense or not. You're going to figure it out for yourself. His journey is going to give you some clues into what your journey might want to be. Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. They'll share life experiences, tips, techniques, thoughts, and tools to help you create life exponential. Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker. Moving forward with the Decker Team. Moving forward together with the Decker Team. And so I'm excited to welcome you to another episode of Life's Inside Track. As always, I'm Yetta Decker, and there's no Ken Decker on the set today. Yay! No, I didn't say that. So instead, um, I have Wes Cunningham, an amazing client of ours that we've journeyed with since 2006, which is pretty cool. And really what we're going to do on today's episode, like we do all of them, is we're going to share techniques, thoughts, tips, tools, and tactics that we all need. We all deserve. You, I, everyone. So we can turn our house into home, our families thrive, and we live the best life possible. So today we're going to consider, like, is it worth with all the uncertainty, with the rising interest rates, with the trouble that's involved, with the maintenance that you have to do, with all that nonsense, are the benefits of owning real estate really worth it? And so Wes is going to use his story, his journey, his real life thing, right, with his family and his girls to share an insight into why you made the decisions you made. And that may help you make the decisions that you're not sure what to do with. So let me ask you, Wes, how did you even come to connect with us? Like we got to start at the beginning, right? Or almost the beginning, because you were already <laughs> born before you met us. Yeah. Um, 2006, yeah. May, I believe, because I think you moved into the house. Well, I know you did in June. Mm-hmm. I looked up when you took possession. Um, so how did we even get connected? Right. So uh, as a member of the military, uh, I don't necessarily control when and where I move. And so really, yeah, absolutely. That's hard. Huh? Well, it's it's it comes with its uh, it comes with benefits because I've seen more of the country than I think I would have otherwise. But at the same time, when it comes to moving, um, the, the the government provided us with a certain amount of of support to do that, and part of it was a list of of realtors. And I think uh, as we were thinking through this earlier, that it was almost. It was almost random that we that we that we connected because yours was a name on the list that uh, that we chose, and uh, quite frankly, uh, I'm grateful that it worked because we've been, as you said at the beginning, we've been uh, working together now for well over 15 years, coming on to 20 years where all this is concerned. And so, with a good experience with you, uh, we've continued with uh, with your team, which I'm excited about too, right? Yes. Because it's been quite a journey, and we're not going to tell you all his journey on this episode. You're going to have to watch a future episode. Episode where Ken is actually going to take you down a journey with Wes around wealth and wealth building. This is more starting at the beginning, owning your first home, right? Because right. although it was 2006, you and Daphne came to Ottawa. You tell us why you bought this time right. instead of renting since I just gave away that it was your first home <laughs> that you owned. Well, it was, yeah, but it wasn't the first time I was involved in real estate. So I had spent, um, you know, coming out of a university, I had two um, previous postings where I decided to rent because of the, the, what I'd call the financial maturity I was at at the time. I didn't have the, the capital put together for a down payment at that stage. I wasn't comfortable with the other expenses that come with ownership uh, in the 
in the city that I was before uh, Ottawa. So that was in Kingston. I met my wife and we decided that we would uh, continue our journey together uh, with the uh, with a purchase of a place here in Ottawa. And it was my first uh, ownership. Uh, she had some experience with that uh, prior to. But that was a very sort of a very important point, a very decisive point in our life where we decided to together get into real estate uh, specifically by, by ownership. And you mentioned that Daphne had owned before. So how did the fact that she had owned, and I believe it was two different properties right. and still currently owned one when you came at that time, yeah. how did that influence or how did that impact the thinking of actually still buying in Ottawa. So it, it helped us it helped us to understand the risks associated because unfortunately her first place didn't work well. There was a problem with the uh, with mm-hmm. the with the building of the of the, um, uh, the the condo that she had bought at that point in time and so there was there were certainly challenges. And so coming into own ownership again and particularly um, a house that we you know the, the, the sort of house that we that we bought we were very conscious of those kinds of risks. Now, so right. at the same uh-huh. time, mm-hmm. at the same time, we also felt that we had a financial maturity at that point in time where it was, it was time to stop renting. It was time to uh, move into a nicer place that we could, uh, you know, that, that fit within our means. And, and there'd be lots of opportunity to talk about where we were on that wealth journey later on. But, but, Moving out of the rental market and into the ownership market, the costs were roughly the same. The benefits were different in them in as much as that was now allowing us to take that monthly payment and turn it into an equity that we could we could exploit later on as we continued our wealth maturity. And you understood that already. I did at the time, not as well as I do now. And uh, and and again, some of the work that my family and your family have done together has helped me to understand that more and better. But at the same time, we understood that rental had its place. And at that point, and in that context, it was the right thing. But as we moved into this Ottawa, uh, this first Ottawa um, uh, posting that we had together, uh, that was the time for us to uh, right. to own. And you did consider your down payment. Like you're, you keep saying, and I love this word, and I want you to catch this if you haven't caught it, what his financial or mental maturity was around money and money and wealth, right? Right? Like right. You, you knew that the previous two didn't really make sense yet. And now all of a sudden it makes sense. Correct? Absolutely. I had done um, um, a, a tour in Bosnia at that point in time, mm-hmm. which meant uh, regular pay with less uh, less responsibilities, less 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 financial outlay. So I had collected some money at that point in time, and that could go towards the down payment that was required for us to move into that uh, that ownership market. Right, because you believe you're better to buy it without having to go with central mortgage and housing insurance or any sort of mortgage insurance, and rather purchase with 20% down. That was our, That's our goal. Your that strategy. Yeah. Yeah. And so as you're listening to Wes unpack this, think about for you whether that's the right fit. Because for some people just getting into the market so you can start accumulating money inside your house rather than paying somebody else's house. I mean, we chatted That's about right. that before we even got on that buying somebody else, you were still buying a house. It just wasn't your own, right? Like, that's right. Whether we like it or not, that's the reality. So thinking about for you, whether it should be 5%, whether it should be 20%, I mean, what a great opportunity to be able to not have a lot of expenses 
and then be able to put it aside. And then I think you also mentioned two of you coming together changed the dynamics a little bit. Well, it certainly did. Um, we were we were at that point in time where, uh, you know, the, the budding relationship and, and feeling that we felt that 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 was a good thing for us to do together and uh, and 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 to put put behind us some of the challenges uh, that uh, previous home ownership had uh, had presented to us and face that with full con- with full understanding of the benefits that came with it together perfect and you know what's really neat is we're chatting about this Wes paid $260,000 for that house. I'm giving away your secrets here, but I told you I would. Yes, yeah, round number. Approximately yeah. 260, round number, and put down approximately 20%. So about $50,000. So in that property, it was increasing in value from the day you bought it, as it turns out, based on a purchase price of 260. So I just want you to keep that thought in mind, right? So Quickly, what would you recommend to somebody that's currently renting? What's their first step they need to do? Well, they need to understand where, where they are, that, that their financial maturity. Yeah. Renting okay. is a important element. I mean, I'm providing mm-hmm. rental opportunities for people right now because it's right for some people. But I don't think, particularly as folks develop that mental maturity or their family or their context changes, they need to keep in mind that that's another step. That's a next step. That's a natural next step to move into uh, ownership so that although you've got a few more risks that you need to manage that you don't have a landlord to move to, the benefits of that, the long-term benefits of that really are something that needs to be brought into, uh, you know, into the, into the, into the fulsome consideration of a decision. I love it. So we're grateful that we get to be your partners on the journey of wealth, wisdom, and worth. When to hold them and when to fold them. So, you know, it's not an easy one answer decision. And so we're going to unpack it a little bit along with the fact that we've created for you free access to over 587 Life's Inside Track episodes where we share insider tips, making house home, how to make wealth, grow wealth, build wealth. And really the good news is you can get access to them from home, from the office or on the go. And so we're going to explore. We're going to really go as deep as we possibly can in a few minutes. Why stay in a market, real estate market, when you're leaving the market? Right. So we're back with Wes Cunningham, who has now owned the home for four years. We're going to keep people on a story and a timeline right, here. Right. You've owned a home on, as it turns out, it was on Gladeview. Yep. Great property, suited your family perfectly. It did. And now we're four years later, the house is worth $100,000 more than when you, approximately than when you purchased it. So you paid two sixty. It's now three sixty. So you have your 50000 original down payment plus approximately another $100,000 worth of equity. Plus you did some double up payments and you did some smart strategic things. So if you're thinking, well, those are really rough numbers. Yeah, they are. And there are very specific things that Wes and Daphne did so that their mortgage, in fact, was a lot lower at this point. So your cost wasn't very high on the property. That's right. 
Yeah. Right. Because you'd been doing it. It, it is a um, it is a um, uh, the, the community does have a, uh, a co-tenancy. So there's some purchase, some, some costs that are associated uh, with that. But but I will note that at the time, my financial maturity wasn't such that I was tracking the cost, the the, the increase of the cost of the house or the, the value of the house. And so it's it's almost a bit of a surprise to me now that we've had the opportunity to go back and look at what it had done, that it had done as well as it did. So my point here is that not even being aware of how well it was pr- progressing, we, we had the uh, confidence that this was the right thing to do in terms of building wealth over the long term. So you don't necessarily need that, that immediate uh, satisfaction of knowing exactly how many how much the the, the 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 value has gone up just to know that this is the right decision over the long term and this and this did affect our decision with regards to when we got moved out of Ottawa yeah. what we were going to do with that we had a place that we liked uh, we had a community and neighbors that we enjoyed uh, we were we were felt that we were on the right path with regards to paying ourselves in terms of building equity in there and understanding that chances are we were going to come back to Ottawa at some point in time. And so that led us to decide to keep the place in Ottawa, notwithstanding we were moving somewhere uh, outside the uh, the region entirely. Right. Because that's a little bit scary, right? Like I'm sure if you're listening right now, you're thinking, yeah, but he was, he was going to be an absentee landlord. Like yeah. how do you handle that? Because you weren't, didn't buy Gladeview with the intent to be an absentee landlord. We, we didn't buy, we didn't buy Gladeview with any, uh, consideration to keeping it beyond what the time we were going to spend in Ottawa. That was a decision that, that came later based on some, some maturation, some of that, that, that wealth maturation later on. Um, but, uh, at the same time, uh, it, it really became, it, as we learned about that, it became a, a fairly easy decision to make in terms of moving on. We needed to make sure that we had some buddy to take care of it. And we actually hired on a property manager uh, to, to cover for us while we were away. And you have kept with that strategy. Yes, we have. With a property manager. Even though that we're in Ottawa, the the the, the speed and the the, the the amount of work and the, the, the opportunity that I might be called away uh, when it's important for our tenants to have attention, we've kept a, a landlord and a great one here, a, uh, a, a property a manager. Property manager. We've kept a property manager here in Ottawa, uh, even though we're, we're still here. Which is great. And so it doesn't have to be complicated. Like if you don't, if you want to do it yourself, if you're a do-it-yourselfer, you can do it yourself, but there is ways to do this as long as you hire a great property manager. And we did, this isn't maybe a a lesson for folks to understand. The first person I ever fired was my first property manager who didn't, didn't, we didn't, it didn't work out for us uh, well at all. And and one we Mm -hmm. found, I'll be honest, a little more, we're paying a little more percentage for that person, but I'll tell you, it is absolutely worth it to have their expertise and their attentiveness and their advice when it comes to, these are my first properties. I don't have the experience that she has with so many others. So there's a, maybe a point in there about surrounding yourself with expertise that, uh, that you trust. Well, we know that, right? Like we share that on almost every episode. Absolutely. So you're allowed to say it too, Wes. Absolutely. We say it all the time, like get your team, yeah. get your dream team because the dream team will make it possible. Yeah. So when you moved to the next city, did you buy again? You're no. now a homeowner. So of course you're going to buy, right? No, we didn't buy in that case because again, it's the context. And that's why I'd hesitate to give an example or give reasons for anybody to do anything. They need to look at their own context and understand how that fits in. Our next posting was to Edmonton. And at the time, that was during the, the I think the down, the down slump of the oil boom and property prices were 
I'll be kind. They were volatile. We didn't know where they were going to go. And we thought we were mm -hmm. only going to be in Edmonton for a short period of time, two years at most. It turned out it was only one year. So in that case, we decided not to buy into that market. We rented that market. And quite frankly, it got us in and out much more easily and with less risk in that circumstance. So I think we made a good decision. You did. And so it's it's interesting as you're listening to Wes, just because you make a certain decision one time, yeah. doesn't mean you're going to make that same repeated or it's wise to make the repeated pattern, like the decision again, not move on autopilot. Yeah. I think that's what I'm hearing you say is like, assess your situation, assess how long you're going to be there, assess the volatility in the market, assess your propensity for risk. Right. Assess your ma maturity in the marketplace and then make a decision. That's right. And it's uh, different folks will have different contexts. And in fact, the, the place we went after that was Winnipeg. And we found that that was a more stable market. Uh, it was challenging to buy into it in the sense that we've had a very short time to buy and their approach to selling was, you know, was more, more designed for longer term uh, house hunting uh, activities. But at the same time, we had a great uh, realtor there as well, uh, who pulled off some some great um, a bit of a miracle to get us the place that we got and we loved it. And we and ended up thinking that we would stay there for two years. It was again, only one year that we were there. So we ended up having to flip that house uh, fairly quickly as well. And although that was a risk, we weren't walking into knowingly knowingly uh it, it panned out in the end we were okay which is awesome so i know you made a little bit of money on that one you walked away with a little increased equity and now the great news is and i hadn't thought of this before you were actually gaining equity in two markets right in the market in ottawa where you still had your house that now is going up from its 360 continuing to increase and now you had a chance to build a little bit of extra equity in a new market. And we were gaining in our, in our, in our wealth maturity as well, because we now had the experience of buying another house and dealing with, um, with the experience with that, 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 that brings owning that house for a year, understanding a, a separate market. Uh, so there's, there's other benefits that come from that as well. Yeah, that's really cool. And so we're grateful that you get to um, really grow alongside us. We get to do this thing together and build generational legacy as we learn from each other. Absolutely. And as we unpack the stories of our lives. What goes around comes around, we've heard it said. And we're excited that for over 30 years, we've been able to come alongside you, not only selling, buying and investing in real estate over 3,117 times, coming alongside you to build your fund, build your faith, build your finances, and even strengthen, heal and flourish inside your relationships. And so really 30 years of building life, home and wealth. And we're back with Wes to unpack and really just go, sorry, deeper, touch the microphone. If you're not watching, if you're only listening, you might've heard a pop in your ear and I apologize. Um, and so we're going to unpack why when they came back again, did they not choose to move back into the house that you earlier shared, you kind of kept with the intention that you would move back in. And now we're sitting here and it's only three years later. You're only gone about three years of my memory's right because we're three or four maybe. Um, so pretty quick, right? I think you came back in 2013 if my brain's right. 
206, 2010, 2013. Okay. And we're sitting here in 2013. Yeah. You're moving back. The house on Glade views continued to increase mildly in value, kind of our standard 4% per year on average, four to five in the Ottawa market. It had continued to do that through those years. So you were still in a good shape and you didn't move back in. What? Right. So I think I spoke earlier about context being so important in making those kinds of decisions. And our context had changed significantly by that point in time. Uh, we had a baby uh, at that stage. We had a dog uh, at that point. We had uh, another one, another baby on the way. And uh, and I had been uh, promoted uh, since then. So uh, our incomes had, uh, had had been different. Our wealth maturity had changed significantly uh, by that point in time. So part of the decision was uh, the Gladeview property wasn't suitable to us anymore. It was a great place uh, to start. It wasn't. It wasn't where we needed to be, and also the, the renting it was working. Like when we started this, we were a little less confident because we didn't have the experience. Now we had so many more years of experience. Had a great property manager established by that point in time, and so we were comfortable with leaving it to do what it was doing, creating that passive income for uh, for family wealth and explore a new place that was more suitable to the context that we were in. So we bought a new place. Well, it's just cool. And I want you to catch this piece right now. And that is they could have sold Gladeview to buy an even bigger house, right? Like you could have put all your eggs in one basket right. and you decided, uh-uh, I'm going to keep that property buy something that still serves our family mm -hmm. and not for as much money as I could have done if I'd put all my eggs in one basket. What was the rationale for going that route? Now you had so many more options. That's right. So um, some time ago, and uh, maybe we can, we can explore this at a later time, but sometime prior to that, uh, someone had introduced me to the concept of, of, of benefiting your family by finding opportunities for passive income. And, and, Capturing that was actually a value. So, so capturing that in the Gladeview property was something that was very important uh, for me just to look at in terms of got a new family going. Uh, this this young baby is going to eventually need a college fund. And, and if, if we could get some benefit out of owning that property while we continued our own, you know, purchasing new properties for our own, for our own living uh, requirements, uh, those were what were in the back of my mind in terms of uh, not not foregoing what we had built and were building with the original property and still being able to afford living within our means to have uh, that second property. So, like, it's amazing, right? So if somebody was listening right now and they're saying, I don't know about my maturity financially, what are some things that you did that helped you? I mean, you talked about you got promotion, so you worked really hard. What are some of the other things you did that gave you access to more financial maturity and money maturity? Right. We, um, well, to be honest, we, we got ourselves out there in the financial world. We made some mistakes. We learned from them and, 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 and went on. So at this point in time, I think we were in between uh, financial managers. We found one that we really liked with a particular bank and, and eventually he left. And so we went back to him. We followed him to where he went. And I found that that, that personality, the, you know, how much I've discovered 
runs on personalities and relationships. It's so important, the stakeholder engagement, stakeholder activities. Uh, so, so, so part of that was learning from others. Um, part of that was learning ourselves, getting into some, uh, some financial literature, uh, exploring. Part of that was becoming much more conscious of what we had in terms of wealth. And so we had, by that point in time, I had continued to track what we were, we were spending on a regular basis, but now starting to, again, with that, with that maturity, uh, look at what my family's wealth was doing in terms of building or stalling or, or, or finding opportunities and the like. I love it. And I hope you're picking up the lessons that Wes is lying down because there, there are so many here. Like surround yourself with great people is what I heard you say. Yes. And actually care about the personalities. And I think when you say personalities, what do you mean by that? Well, it means somebody that we can trust. It's trust fundamentally. Um, you know, we, we thought that we would keep things simple by keeping our investments in a particular place as opposed to with a particular person. And uh, it took us a while to come to, you know, to, to gain the, the courage or the awareness to say, no, you know what, I want to trust the person more than than, than simplify the the, the the financial aspect of things. So I guess I'd say there's a balance there. You don't want to make things overly complex to the point where you can't keep an eye on it and track it and the like. But I will also say that jiving with somebody, having good um, collaborative personality with somebody who can who can understand your context, takes the time to understand your context and really care about that, has a value in and of itself. So, and ultimately, as you said, it has to lay with trust at the foundation. Oh, absolutely. Without the trust, forget it. Yeah. So if it don't feel good, don't do it. I, I, mean, I think that's... You, you need to understand why it doesn't feel good and, 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 and recognize that that's, that's a problem and you need to address it. Yeah, that. that's, that's a piece of wisdom right there. And then you also said reading, learning, digging in, taking... Well, I think what I heard you say, and I hope you heard him say, taking responsibility... Oh, yes. For their family's wealth, well-being and looking, having a vision for down the road, having a vision for today, making sure you can meet your means, like you're not living beyond your means, you're living below your means, but then having a picture to run for. Yes. And what was that? What were a few elements of that picture you were moving toward that really gave you direction? Well, I can remember, I think we I sat in a wealth building workshop with you and Ken at one point in time yeah. and Ken had specifically asked uh, why, why we wanted, why I wanted wealth. And the answer to that was that gave me option space for my young family. And quite frankly, that's been, that's been critical. And, and we've used that recently, particularly with the challenges that we've all faced socially uh, to use that yeah. wealth to create that option space. And so quite frankly, um, in part, part of it's fun. Like I'm a numbers guy and it's fun to watch. You things. and Ken, he should be here with you. And that's why he's <laughs> going to get to come and enjoy, enjoy you shortly. Uh, indeed. So part of it's that, but, but really the driving force behind that is just to make sure that, um, that we've got option space with the family. Hmm. So I hope you heard this. Why, why do you want to grow your wealth position. Why do you want to build passive income? Why do you want to live below your means? Why do you want to own more than one property? Like get your why 
Get your why, right, Wes? You need, to, you need to have that clarity because decisions need to bring you towards a goal. And if you don't have the clarity of that goal in mind, then you really don't have good means by which to make the right decision consistently. That's perfect. And Gladeview is worth over $600,000 now. So if you've been tracking through this whole, I don't want to st- be remiss and not share that little piece of wisdom. And so we're honored to be your advocates on the journey of building wealth, wisdom, and worth. Moving forward with the Decker team.